It was a wild finish on Thursday night football. The Tennessee Titans have a have a big comeback to keep themselves in the front of the race of the AFC, beating the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers lost, though, clinches the Dallas Cowboys to make the NFC playoffs. We're going to break down what happened in this game, but also we're going to get into the MVP talk because it's not just quarterbacks this year. There's a running back that's in the conversation, a wide receiver who's in the conversation, and maybe even some defensive players. All that being considered, we got to talk about who deserves, who's deserving this award the most. We're heading into week 16. And of course, we'll give you our week 16 pick six. I'm Chris Carter with your boy Q here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's get this show going. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We are here on a Friday, breaking things down on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Remember, you can find this episode on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every day. And this episode is brought to you by On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. Q, how you been, my man? Man, I am blessed. Uh, glad to be here. Week 16, already got one game in the books, and we got a fantastic slate of games for Week 16 action. Of course, it's Christmas uh, Christmas Eve today. Very excited about that. Get your last-minute holiday shopping. But, yeah, man, uh, this has been a fun season. It's been a roller coaster affair of seasons, but uh, it's fun to always talk some NFL and be here with you on the show on a Friday. So, man, I'm excited, so let's get this thing going. Let's get this thing going. Let's talk about this Titans win because it was huge for them. They advanced to 10-5. and five. Uh, they stumbled against the Steelers last week, but they are able to finish strong against the Niners. Now, the Niners jumped out to a 10-0 lead. It was looking like a real offensive struggle fest for both sides. Uh, but then the Titans kicked it on. Uh, Dante Foreman got in action, and uh, uh, A.J. Brown got back. It was back after he's been injured for so long, 18-yard touchdown pass. And then after uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was able to get the Niners back the lead, you saw, uh, you saw, you saw Bullock come out. NBA, actually, they tied the game, excuse me. But you saw that just Tannehill work his way down the field. Bullock hits a 44-yard field goal. Big win for the Titans here. But And you look at the way they did it, Q. They were able to do it through the air. And A.J. Brown's return 145 receiving yards and a touchdown. What a showing from a guy that they've needed to come back for so long now. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and the wide receivers for Tennessee have been, you know, pretty suspect this season as far as availability. They've been out a lot. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, when Julio's in the game, he goes out when he gets you know it's just one thing after the other of course Derrick Henry is the is the is the key to everything as far as uh, Tennessee goes that's why I don't think they're going to go very deep into the playoffs just because they don't have that guy at least not yet now they might get him back for the playoffs and if they do well then they that's all bets are off who knows what happens but uh, I just don't think that their their unit offensively is consistent enough and I'll tell you this as far as Thursday night football goes I believe that 
San Francisco blew this game. They had multiple yeah. opportunities to really kind of step on the neck of Tennessee, and they didn't do it. Jimmy G uh, gets loose with the ball like he does quite often, throws an interception, and kind of keeps that door cracked open for uh, for Tennessee to come back in, and they did. You let a team hang around, I don't care who they are, and Tennessee's a good team. You let a team hang around, they're going to come back to bite you. And I know San Francisco went and tied it up late in the game, but you just kind of felt like it was too little too late. There was too much time on the clock, and San Francisco's defense wasn't strong enough to hold Tennessee. So uh, because of their failures of the offensive side of the ball, not capitalizing when they had that opportunity, they go back to Santa Clara, the Bay Area, with the L and wonder what the hell's going on next. And most likely, you'll see Trey Lance sooner rather than later. Yeah, that was kind of the, the last the last straw for Jimmy G. Um, you know, for what he's been able to do with, with the Niners, you know, he helped him get to a Super Bowl. It's just it's clear he has a limit, a serious limitation. But on the other side, the Titans get back in the game. They, if they had won last week, they would have been uh, the one seed. Uh, they were the two seed. But now this puts them back in contention for the for the one seed as it's been it's been a rough go in the AFC for anyone who's been atop the conference. But uh, bottom line, also, we got to look at this game. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, the Cowboys yeah. clinch a playoff spot because the Niners fell because now they are, they're eight and one in the NFC, uh, a crazy record they've done. And it just shows the, the work that they've put in this season. Um, the NFC is, is a I mean, both sides have crazy playoff races. But when you look at the standings in, in the NFC right now, I mean, you, you're looking you're looking at, at the Packers at 11-3. There are four teams with 10 wins. And even with this loss, though, with, with San Fran, with those four teams having 10 wins, San Francisco still at 8-7 eight, at eight and seven is, is at sixth place. They still would, would be in the playoffs. Now, granted, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Saints all have to play. And if, and if, the, if any one of those guys wins, they might tie them. It could get really interesting. But Q... You, what is, how does this impact both playoff races? Because the Titans are back to, are, you know, right back in the, in that driver's seat to be the two seed that the Cowboys are keeping pace with the Packers. These are two teams to keep your eyes on in these playoff races. No doubt about it. And I think really, I look at the NFC. I don't really look at the AFC and pay much attention to it. Cause again, like I mentioned, I don't really believe in Tennessee that off that much just because they don't have Derrick Henry. Now, again, if they get him back fine, but I'm not a believer in Ryan Tannehill. No disrespect to any Titan fan out there. I'm just not a, a believer in Tannehill, not a believer in the consistency of Julio Jones and AJ Brown. I love what Brown did on Thursday night though, coming back into vengeance. Like you mentioned, uh, if he could stay healthy, then he's a huge asset, but Julio Jones, I don't believe is going to be that guy down the stretch. I just don't. Uh, he just hasn't shown that all season long. He's been in and out of the lineup. But uh, no Derrick Henry, no dice for me. So uh, as far as the NFC goes, I think the Cowboys are right there in the driver's seat. I think they have a great chance to make a deep run. And the reason is they have damn good defense. They've got at least three really good edge rushers. They got three guys that can get to the quarterback quick, fast, and in a hurry. And if you have that, that makes guarding and uh, you know uh, covering the wide receivers that much easier. And it helps your defensive backs also create turnovers, which you've seen Dallas do in major, major way uh, this season. So I think that Dallas has a better opportunity to make a run just because of that defensive pressure that they get. No, I agree. It's a, a pressure is a huge part of today's game that I think it's undervalued. I want other people to talk about good to great teams, um, and it's certainly going to play a factor here. The Cowboys clinching are clinching at least a playoff spot is cool, but I'm sure they want to lock up the one seed. They want to get a bye so that they can get healthy. The Titans, though, like you said, they need Derrick Henry back. There's been talk that maybe what if he's able to return for the playoffs? That could make them they, that can make them a serious contender. Now the Titans haven't officially clinched a playoff spot just yet, but with ten wins at ten five you right. think that they're 
pretty doggone close to, to, to just doing that. Um, so I, I look at this as, a, as an interesting spot. But like you said, nobody in the AFC has really separated. At one mm. point, you thought it was the Patriots. At one point, you thought it was the, the Bengals. At one point, you thought it was the Bills and the Ravens. And they've all kind of flip-flopped between the position. Right now, it's the it's the, it's the the Chiefs. And we'll see what they do against the Steelers because the Steelers have, have beaten the Ravens, the uh, the Bills, and the Titans this year uh, with, with, uh, with upsets in that department. So it's going to be an interesting race. This game was uh, was very important to both teams. The Titans coming out with a close one, I think, is a good sign for them growth-wise. But like you said, if they want to beat the teams that they're going to have to beat to make it to the Super Bowl this year, they need Derrick Henry, and that much is evident. Because if he's in this game, I doubt that this right. is even nearly as close. No, if Derrick Henry's in the game, all bets are off because that dude's that damn good. You know, it's, it was a shame when he went down. I hate that because I love watching him run the rock. He's so angry. He runs so hard, and he just is unstoppable. So I know Tennessee Titan fans are sick just with him not being out there. And, of course, they had a really good lead in the AFC South, so that's good for them that they were able to kind of pad that lead while they still had Henry. And they just really, in my opinion, have hung on for good, you know, for, for, for good luck. You know, right now they've been hanging on for life, and uh, they were able to do that. And so uh, I think that they'll definitely make it into the playoffs. A uh, 10-win team right now with a couple games left to go. I think they'll do that, but – uh, I don't know how long their their playoff life is going to last as long as Derrick Henry's not out there. We will certainly see if that's the case, but Mike Vrabel does deserve credit for what he's been able to do with the roster in the absence of Derrick Henry, who you can see how important he is. But all things being considered, there's been a lot of players who are healthy, who have contributed majorly to their teams, to the team's success this year. We're going to have some MVP talk because normally we're just talking about quarterbacks. It's just this conversation between this guy who's thrown the most touchdowns and this guy who's thrown the most touchdowns. But this year... There aren't as many quarterback stats that are that are through the roof, and there's some other offensive players, namely a wide receiver and a running back, that have inserted themselves in the conversation, and even some defensive players who have inserted themselves. We'll talk about that. And who's who's most deserving of the MVP award in the NFL in a bit here? But first, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better, like a holiday candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazing low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. That means you get the the best of both worlds being both delicious and hungry so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing will you have raspberry mint brownie cherry double chocolate cookies and cream peanut butter brownie the choice is yours when you go to built.com because built bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down all those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines or shopping on amazon.com at home sometimes you may need a boost there to keep to keep yourself going built bar can give you that extra something you keep going so Go to built.com at any point in time to use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. Again, at built.com with promo code LOCKED15 to get your 15% off on your next order. We're also brought to you by Stat Hero. No one plays daily, daily fantasy sports to lose because winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Introducing Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups where it's winner take all. And here's the best part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players ch- clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against the thousands of experts and unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. Sign up for free right now 
www.stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Again, stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. All that being said, let's get right into our next topic, Q. We got to talk about this MVP race. Now, when you look at the MVP race, there's two quarterbacks that just perennially just get thrown into it. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, congratulations. You're going to be talked about because you're quarterbacks and you're throwing touchdowns. And Tom Brady leads the NFL in touchdown passes. Aaron Rodgers has thrown 30 touchdown passes, four interceptions. One of the, I think that might be the best ratio in the league, touchdowns to interceptions. And then he also, his team has 11 wins. So lots of praise to those guys. But you can't overlook the pace that Cooper Cup is on. Over 1,600 receiving yards with three games to go. Jonathan Taylor also yeah. just being a complete monster on the field, doing what kind of statistically what everyone thought Derrick Henry would do this year uh, when he was healthy. So there's that in consideration. But you've made a strong point when we were talking off camera about defensive players needing to be in the mix because Show they defense never are love. For the Show defense some love. They never get love. Show them some love. Where's the love? <laughs> it's right here because we got we got love for defensive players. Listen, I cover the Steelers. That's like that's like cutting off like the, the best the best attributes of the Steelers over the years, not giving them any love. But I agree, it's been a big part a uh, big part of the problem when coming to the MVP race. People say, oh, this the quarterback naturally gets all the attention for most valuable player right. because the value of the quarterback is often the thing that hinges most teams' success. But you can't overlook how defensive players have made a difference in especially in this year's NFL in a time when the, the league doesn't favor the NFL. But, okay, we identified it, Brady, Rodgers, right. Cup, Taylor. Those and are I like, four offensive. Guys. I like Cup and Taylor a lot. Let's Before yeah, we even get same. into this conversation, I like both those guys. If either one of those won the MVP award, I would have no problem. Cup is on some stupid just pays yeah, to do some stupid things. You've got to them. give him a ton of credit for everything he's doing. And Jonathan Taylor is insane. He's making Carson Wentz a winner when Carson Wentz hasn't been a winner all season long. You know, and again, no disrespect to any Colts fans, but I mean, there's games where Carson Wentz barely even puts the ball in the air and Jonathan Taylor's handled his business and really they probably would have won more games if they had given Taylor the ball more you know yeah. there's been arguments on why aren't you giving them the feed them the rock more so I like both those guys no doubt about it I just would like to see some defensive players added to the mix who are the defensive players you would add to the mix for the MVP conversation well and I'll say this and I know a lot of people are going to get up in arms about it but first of all I'd look at Big D and I'd, I'd look at Micah Parsons and I know he's a he's rookie on fire. And Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, no doubt about it. And no it, honestly, he could win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, and I'd have no problem with that either. But I think he could be MVP, and this is why. Because the Cowboys are not where they are, in my opinion, without Micah Parsons. And that's exactly what the MVP means. This dude has played linebacker. He's played edge rusher. He's lined up over the nose. I mean, he's done. He's lined up all over the field. He split out as a damn corner. I mean, this dude could do just about anything that he wants to do, uh, just having a monster rookie season. And I really think when push came to shove and guys like D-Law was out due to injury and Parsons said, no problem, I'll step my game up and I'll play that role, he did it. And, oh, by the way, and I know this really doesn't factor in, into it this dude didn't even play ball last year didn't even play yeah. ball last yeah. year at Penn State that's why a lot of people didn't want to touch him in the top 10 I was like man exactly go a crazy athlete man. I saw that kid at Penn State the years before I was like whoo boy 
Yeah, he is an absolute stud. I mean, just the stupid numbers. This guy has played in 14 games out of 14. 71 total tackles, 12 sacks, three passes defense, and three forced fumbles. And the reason I ran off those numbers real quick, normally when you have a guy who's a sack specialist like Parsons is with 12 on the season as a rookie, he would probably have, what, 40, 45 tackles, 50 tackles. Mm -hmm. This dude's got 70, 70. He's all over the damn field. So that's one of my guys that I'd definitely go to. Another guy I'd go to is Miles Garrett. And I know that that's going to set off every Pittsburgh Steelers fan because they're going to say T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt is a monster. He's an absolute monster. For me, I love availability. And T.J. Watt, I've seen him up close and personal. I was there in Pittsburgh with you, and I saw him leave a game against the Raiders, and it really impacted the team. They, they lose T.J. Watt. All of a sudden, the Raiders get the upper hand. They win that game. Uh, T.J. Watt's only played in, what, 12 games this season? And that's not including the games that he left early. So I just I kind of feel like the availability is not there, even though he's got the stupid numbers as far as sacks go. And the other thing is, and I mean, with Cam Hayward there, I guess you don't have to really be uh, the biggest. Uh, I, I guess you don't have to worry about the one-two punch because Cam Hayward's going to do his thing. But I just feel like Miles Garrett makes Jadavion Clowney that much better. I think that Jadavion Clowney's having a hell of a season because of Miles Garrett. So that's why I give him a little bit more love. He helps the players around him be even better. Cam Hayward, you don't really have to help him be better because he's always great. So I guess TJ Watt, in my book, gets knocked for that, which he probably shouldn't. But that's uh, that's where I, I get the one-two punch, and then TJ Watt's right behind Miles Garrett, in my opinion. See, now I, I understand Michael Parsons because he's all over the place. He's lined up at edge. He's lined yeah. up at off-ball linebacker. He can do that. But I just, I just but... never understand <laughs> any. I never. I I never understand anyone who puts Miles Garrett above TJ Watt. I would understand if he eventually ever did beat TJ Watt, but he's never had more sacks than him in a season. Not once in his career. And right now, he's on pace to finish behind him yet again. I mean, but he's close, though. It's not like he's that far behind. He's only two and a half sacks behind him. That's one game. But see, here's the thing. He's played two more games, and he's still behind him. He's right. behind him in it's run true. stuffs. He's behind him in tackles. If you look, if you're looking you're at right, the, no, at, you're at, right. the, at, the, at their numbers this year, he's playing two less games. And again, at least three of those games, T.J. Watt left left early. You're looking at T.J. Watt has has eight more so, solo tackles, has two and a half more sacks, right. three more forced fumbles, two more recovered fumbles. And it's just, he's more impactful on the, on the game. He has more, uh, he has more tackles for loss. If you look at PFF numbers, when they start, when they start looking at run stuff, not right. run stuff numbers, TJ Watt, 16 run stuffs compared to miles Garrett. Uh, let me put, put this number again. Um, he's not even close, not even close. He's 12. So like every, I mean, stat, it's close. every, it's every, 12. <laughs> every, it's a, the, it's okay. Close. Four, four off. That's it's like four I tackles, it, it, it 15 to 13. I was like, ah, but we're talking about you should, if miles Garrett is that much better than TJ water, if he's better at all, he, he should be, he should be well ahead of him while playing more games. You talked earlier about impact and make uh, and yeah. players that, that, that he's making guys game. around him better though. He's making everyone's better along that defensive line. DJ Watt does the same thing. He does. When did you know Chris Wormley had six sacks in the season? Did who? you even know who Chris Wormley was? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't hear but, you but, at that's first. That's my point. He, Alex Highsmith has the second most run stuffs in the NFL right now. He's the he's the edge rusher opposite of, T, of TJ Watt. And now, and now all of a sudden, it's like, where where did that come from? Again, availability for me. Miles Garrett's okay, played in every game. TJ Watt hasn't. And TJ Watt's Miles left Garrett. games early when they needed him. And he hasn't been and available. Because he was hurt. He can't help I, that. I know, but, but you know, that's part of it. When he's on the field, 
he's winning games for the Steelers. They're seven and two. Right. When, when he's when he's when he start when he starts a game and is able to play more than half of it. Yeah. Well, they're, when Greg they're... Oden played for the uh, who did he play for the Portland Trailblazers, he was good when he played, but he didn't play. I mean, yeah. But are, are we really putting Greg no, Oden? In no, the same I just set? I just thought I'd throw and, that in there. Come on, <laughs> T.J. Watt literally leads the NFL with seventeen and a half sacks, and he's played he's played less games than all the other guys that that are that are trying to catch up to him right now. He's playing otherworldly, and when he's in the game, he's the reason. You take him off the Steelers, they're not even close to what they are. They're seven, six, and one right now. They're hanging in there in the AFC. Well, playoff what's, ring. what's the Browns without Miles Garrett? You think Baker Mayfield has led him to a seven and seven record? No, <laughs> he, no, he he would not. But I would I would say this in big games. T.J. Watt has been the deciding factor. He's he's been the guy against the Bills. He's he's crushing Josh Allen when they needed us to, to when they when they were struggling against the Seahawks this year and not and that wasn't a big game right. but they needed to win that game to gotcha. stay in the hunt. T.J. Watt forced fumble gain, turn turnover gets the Steelers the ball back against the Titans. One and a half sacks leads the defense. He's the surge. He's the energy. He's the everything. When the Browns have needed Miles Garrett, he showed up to he showed up to Cleveland Browns their stadium against the Steelers wearing the Grim Reaper costume. And what did he do? He had one sack in that game, and they got their butts handed to them. What did he do against the Raiders? Butkus didn't do anything against them. Neither did TJ Watt. He didn't play. You know what? But TJ Watt, when he does play, like he did against the Titans, he makes a difference, and he's a big reason why the Steelers are ahead of the Browns right now. Because if he wasn't there. They, the Steelers, they would be clearly in last place. They're not but ahead of them by that much, though. They're ahead of them by what, a tie? They're, they're ahead of them by a half game. Because they got again, a tie. They wouldn't be ahead of them tied. at all without T.J. Watt. They tied the Lions. They it's tied okay. the Lions. That's and, not and something guess, to and, brag about. And, and guess where Guess where T.J. Watt was in that game? Exactly. He wasn't on the field. When well, that's his field, bad. He's a much better player. You're, t- you're giving me excuses why a guy don't play. I'm giving you whoa, – whoa, whoa, whoa. so let me get this straight. You're saying it's an excuse that T.J. Watt is better than Miles Garrett because he's producing more numbers, and your your reason is well, it's an excuse that he's in. no that every no it's sense. just you no no he's a better player he produces no more what I'm saying is every time I give you an example of something you always throw at me well he didn't play in that game he didn't play yeah. in that game he, your only example is when he's hurt well and it, that's, that's part only, of it that's though that's part of it that goes into everything Ab- availability your best ability is availability and he hasn't been available that much. Well, he has a lot, but he has missed more games than he hasn't this year. So, you know what I mean? So if, a guy, so if a guy plays 16 games and gets five sacks, he's he's better no, than the guy that plays no, 12 no, games No, no, but when they're – th- no, that no, no, I'm saying when they're as close as they are, and they are close. We're splitting hairs here. But when they're close, I'll go with the guy who's available each and every week instead of the guy who might go out with a groin injury uh, two two quarters into a four-quarter game or not be there against the Lions and I need a win or leave okay. a game. That, that's what I'm talking about. If they're close, then I have to say, what's the deciding factor? Availability in my book. That's all. Okay. Again, we're talking about 1A and 1B. These guys are both hell of athletes, hell of players. I don't care if you pick TJ Watt or Miles Garrett. I don't think you can go wrong. I'm picking Miles Garrett just because I think he makes everyone better. But that's just me. Uh, uh, both of them are amazing players. I'm going with Michael I, Parsons, to be honest. If I really, if we're, if we're keeping it 100, I'm going with Michael Parsons regardless. So.
You it's know? just it's, let me let me tell you, Steelers fans are like, man, what does TJ Watt got to do to win defensive MVP? He led the NFL in sacks before. He's been a game. He's been a game record for three years now. Everyone knows who he is. It's not he's not bursting onto the scene. Right. And Steelers fans are like, man, stud. are you really going to steal this from him again when he had he's leading the NFL in again seventeen and a half sacks in twelve games? He he might break Michael Strahan's sack record this year if he that, played that, all those games. He would have. He he still might. That's the thing. He Without might out those games. He might. You know he could. So if he break if he breaks the all time sack record and ends with the most sacks in the league, are you still not going to give it to him? No, I'll give it to him. That's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a feat. But he is not there, and he would be there if he played every game. He's got three more games. Q, come on. I'm just saying. But how do you know he's going to play all three? He's not available every game. How do you know Miles Garrett's going to play? He, he might I don't. Get hurt tomorrow. He got he hurt. Play. He got hurt on Monday. I, I deal with I deal with the production in front of me. He got hurt on Watt, Monday. He might not sacks, play. More tackles. More forced fumbles, more recovered fumbles, more run stuffs. All, okay, all he leads all important. But tackles. I credit Miles Garrett for what Jadavion Clowney is doing too, because if you look at Jadavion Clowney without a Batman, he's not a very good Robin, and he's a damn good Robin this year because he has Batman. That's another okay. point. Okay, and Chris Wormley has six sacks because TJ Watt just it just poofs. Well. Um, like, like, <laughs> he he has six sacks because he has to come in there when T.J. Watt's not available. <laughs> well, he's not the edge rusher. He's an interior defensive lineman. Come on, man. Like, I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna mess with you no matter what. Now at this point, I, I see I, I see how it is. I see how it is. But, I, look, but again, I'm bottom just line, facts, man. I like I like them both. To be honest, I really do. I they're mean, they're both phenomenal. It's, exactly. It's similar. It's similar to me and the AFC North. You've had we've we've seen this before with Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu. Both elite yeah. guys at their own positions. Yeah. That, 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 that now I will say this: they play the same position whereas Troy played right. strong and Ed right. played free so that's a whole different debate for sure but they're but both rivals AFC North showdowns the teams hate each other and that's there absolutely I just think that when you look at the numbers there's a clear answer over here and a clear second over well, there. well hell again, the, the Raiders selected Gary on Conley in that draft so I mean I'm talking you know oh, what I mean like oh. Listen, listen, the Steelers had the Cowboys selection. Could have had TJ Watt. He's a Steeler right now. They they selected Taco. I know. I know that you you were in the Dallas area when that happened. I was in the draft. That was in Philly. That draft was in Philly. I was at the Rocky Stairs when the Raiders drafted Gary on Conley. The Cowboys drafted Taco Charlton. And the Steelers happened to fall into this Watt fella who ended up being a stud. And Taco Charlton's trash. And Gary on Conley's not even in the league. Whoa, 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 whoa. You better chill with Taco Trout. Now he's a Pittsburgh Steelers. He's still trash. Hell, I've oh, had man. tacos that are better than him. Whoa, whoa. But, well, you, you did live in Texas for a long time. You're damn right. And now I'm on the West Coast. I'll take some Tex-Mex over Taco Charlton any day. <laughs> All right. But, okay, bottom line, who is your NFL MVP right now if you had to choose? Oh, man. I mean, after all these debates going back and forth, I, I – I know Michael Parsons is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. They're not going to give him the MVP. I, I know that. Um, I hate the fact. You know what? I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Just going to go with Jonathan Taylor because I think he has an actual chance. I think everything we just argued doesn't matter because it doesn't have a chance anyway. But I, right. I'll, I'll say Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he has a dark short, uh, dark, uh, dark uh, shot. Dark horse. Dark horse. That's the, what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's the dark. Dark shot, dark, dark short, whatever you want to call it. It's dark skinned. Dark skinned chance. I see you're the dark short. <laughs> My bad. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist that. No, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's what happens when I'm doing a show and I can see the the, the yellow guy across from me. I start messing up my colors. 
we have to move on before we say anything crazy. <laughs> Uh, our next sponsor is Bet Online, who has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. Locked On with for all with all capital letters, all one word to receive your bonus. From ba- basketball to football to, bo- to NHL to boxing to UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online where the game starts wrap it up here with our pick six we got to go through these picks fast because we spent way too much time arguing about tj watt miles garrett cooper cup and jonathan taylor and all that nonsense but we got several big games the the fun thing is this we're not picking through some sad games this week like there's no there's no jaguars jets that's gonna pop up here oh by the way um yeah but uh let's get to the games that matter saturday games it's going down seven and seven browns at 11 and three packers browns need this to stay in the afc race packers trying to lock up the one seed. I'm going with the pack at home. They almost lost to Tyler Huntley last week. That yeah. was a little scary. I like Tyler Huntley, by the way. I like him. He's 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 played well. He's he's, yep. he's shown, hey, I deserve some more chances in the NFL. Yep. But uh, I think the Packers see that as a wake-up call, and they win, it, they win at Lambeau. I agree. They're playing at home. If they were playing in Cleveland, I would give the Browns a s- slight chance. I don't know who's all coming back from COVID-19 because uh, the They're Browns are really hurt by that. And the thing about it is, remember, the Browns played – on Monday, and now they got to play tomorrow. So they have a very short week. They were supposed to play last Saturday and have a little bit of a break. They don't, so I think that's going to impact them as well. So I got Green Bay in this game, no doubt about it. Yeah, that was crazy. The Browns and their fans are pushing for a Monday game, and, and reasonably so. You want to get your players right. back, and then it ends up killing you because you lost that game, and now you got to face the best team in the NFC right now. Um, but the team that used to be the best team in the NFC is the Cardinals. They host the eight and six Colts. The Cardinals they lost to the Lions. Yeah, uh, they lost to the Lions. You were talking about how the Steelers tied the Lions, but the Cardinals lost to them. And now everyone's wondering, wait, what happened to these guys? Where did they go? And people are starting to wonder, is Cliff Kingsbury, is this what he's doomed to just be as a head coach uh, falling late in the season? I don't know if he's doomed to that cue, but I do think the Colts can win this game and will win this game with their ground game to try and neutralize what the Cardinals do on offense. I think that that's going to be their ticket to success, and it's going to be a crazy and a stupid win but the Colts will go to Arizona and find a way to win at University of Phoenix Stadium. Am I crazy? No, no, you're not. Cliff Kingsbury, that's what he does. He collapses in the second half of the season. I mean, if you go Ooh. back and look at the history of his coaching career, that's what he does. He starts off hot, and he's started off hot with the Arizona Cardinals uh, the last couple seasons, and he ends really cold. He's not very good in the second half of the season. I'm not too sure why, but I think the Arizona Cardinals are falling apart. They're having their second half of the season collapse. I think the Colts are going to not only run over them, but they're going to run over them with some big shoes. They're going to stomp them out on their home foot on their home field. That's going to be crazy. If that does, I mean, one, the Colts will be nine and six and they'll be up in the mix. They're hot, man. They're hot. They're playing good ball. Mm-hmm. The Titans better be glad they won Thursday night. Otherwise, they'd right. be staring him right in the mirror like, oh, what happened? what's up, Colts? Now, let's go to a major divisional matchup. Ravens 
at Bengals. Both teams eight and six. The Bengals lost last week. The Ravens lost last week. The Ravens dealing with injuries after injuries. But the and the Bengals, they've been inconsistent. They've, they've I, I, we said this at the beginning of the year because we said, man, they aren't they aren't going to be that good. Bengals fans came after us. Huh. You painted you painted your face Bengals, and then when I thought that they were good, I painted my face Jets because they lost to the Jets. But they've been wildly inconsistent. This is what I thought would happen. I've gone back and forth about this game all week. But I think that the Ravens are going to win this in the weirdest of ways, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley. I think that that, that the mobile quarterback problem will will be a, a, a very big issue for the Bengals. They struggle at home, and the and the Ravens find a way to win this game. I think the Ravens are going to win it only if Tyler Huntley plays. Not because he's Ooh. better than Lamar Jackson, but I think that Lamar Jackson is just not healthy. He hasn't practiced yeah. all week long, and I think that that's going to hurt him. He hasn't been that accurate this season. I know he made the Pro Bowl. That's more of a who's who and a name recognition type yeah. thing. Uh, I, I think I felt that like Josh Allen got a snub. There, yeah, by the for way. sure, absolutely. I think that Huntley, uh, just because he's fresh, he's clean, he's he's healthy. I think he gives him a better shot. I think if Lamar's in there, he'll show why he's a little bit banged up, and he'll give Baltimore or he'll give uh, the Bengals a better chance uh, to win that game. So if Huntley plays, I got the Baltimore Ravens. If it's Lamar, I think. Cincinnati takes it that's crazy that's crazy so we have that situation another divisional matchup and a major one eight and six bills at the nine and five Patriots Patriots were the one seed at one point they were sitting high and mighty until last week when they lost um I've gone back and forth about this game, Q. I, I've, I've fought the Patriots because they were, they were able to beat the Bills with throwing the ball three times. Like, that was just bizarre. But I think the Bills are angry. I think that they're frustrated. I've gone back and forth with this game. I'm picking Buffalo. I think they find a way to win this game. They're, they're, they're disappointed in themselves. They're disappointed in how they're being perceived. They know they need to win this game to back up in, the, to, in this chance to win the AFC East. If they don't win it this year, the Patriots find a way to win this AFC East. It's going to be the most painful thing the Bills fans have had because this was their year. This was their year, not just to win the AFC East, but to win the Super Bowl. And if you're falling, still falling behind the Patriots with a rookie quarterback after the decades of dominance from Tom Brady, that's just going to be the most disheartening thing. Bills won't let that happen. You know, I think the Buffalo Bills are angry, like you mentioned. I think they're going to be angrier after Sunday. I think that uh, New Ooh. England's going to handle, and handle their business at home. I think that uh, – Sweep. Yeah, I think that Bill Belichick's going to feel good about himself. He's just a hell of a coach for a reason. Uh, and I, I just think that New England's going to have their number. And I think Buffalo's doubting themselves right now. That's the biggest thing. Cole Beasley, he's going to be out due to uh, COVID-19, uh, his issues with that. And who knows who else may be out for Buffalo. But I just think that they, they have a little bit of doubt in their mind. And that doubt's going to come back and get them, man. So I, I got uh, New England in this, no doubt about it. Sunday, 4 o'clock game, Steelers at Chiefs, 7-6-1 Steelers at 10-4 and Chiefs. Both teams dealing with COVID issues right now. The Chiefs more so than the Steelers, but the Chiefs got good news. They're getting Traverius Ward back at cornerback and Chris Jones back on the defensive line. Maybe they get Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey back by the end of the week. Who knows? Maybe the Steelers can get back Devin Bush. He's the biggest name on their their side that they're missing. But this is going to be a game to me that comes down to quarterback play and dealing with what the other defense does well. Both of these teams can get after the quarterback. You've seen how the, the Chiefs have done it ever since they got Melvin Ingram. Chris Jones is purely on the inside, and he becomes a wrecking ball uh the Steelers TJ Watt Alex Highsmith Cam Hayward they're 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 bringing it both teams have high level safeties and Tyron Matthew and Minka Fitzpatrick but to me this comes down to which quarterback is going to make the fewer mistakes and make them more plays I got to go with Patrick Mahomes there and I know I'm the locked on Steelers guy but I just I see this as a game that the Chiefs at home they're going to have an opportunity to control yeah I agree I agree 100% Arrowhead is a different place it's a it's a different animal 
It's packed with fans this year. Uh, I think that Kansas City's on a nice roll. Uh, how they finish the season off is going to be interesting, but that defense is playing really well. And I yeah. think that uh, the Steelers' offense will make a couple mistakes, and the Chiefs' defense is going to force those mistakes. So uh, I got Kansas City in this one, no doubt about it. it, it it's going to be an interesting one. Finally, last 4 o'clock game here, last pick here. Your boys, the 7-7 seven and seven Raiders host the 7-7 seven and seven Broncos. Raiders gutted out a win last week to, to, to stop themselves from falling into obscurity but they need to do it again against the Broncos. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, he's okay. They're saying that he's he's you know, he's not he's not seriously damaged. He's recovering well. But this is a game where now Drew Locke is going to have to play at quarterback for the Broncos. Big question marks here for the Broncos. Can they get started? I'm going with Denver, though. I know they're on the road. I know the Raiders are coming off a big win. But I just I see the I see the Raiders with a short week. I see the Broncos with their defense with and I think that they'll be a little motivated to play for Teddy Bridgewater for what he what he's gone through. Teddy Bridgewater's out. Yeah, I'm saying they're gonna they're play gonna play for him. For him. I got you. Yeah, okay, I said Drew Locke's gonna play. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, I got you. I was like, I thought you just said Drew Locke is playing. Okay, I got no, you. Drew Locke is playing. I'm saying, but it's gonna be like a, like a, like a Brian song thing. Like, oh uh, yeah, we got you back, Teddy. You Teddy, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and but we yeah. love you, Teddy. <laughs> we love you, Teddy. But two gloves. I I think it's I think it's been inspirational to see the Raiders fight back the way they have. But I I just they were it was remarkable that they pulled it off last week. But I think that they're just running out of gas after what's just been a very unfortunate season with John Gruden with. Uh, with Arnett, with with Rugs, and then last week with Cleveland moving their game. Right. I think it's just it's it's a lot of circumstances that stack up against them. No, it is. It's a lot, and I don't know uh, what team's going to go out there. And that's the thing: the Raiders have been so inconsistent throughout this year. You think that okay, they're playing really well, like they did against Dallas on Thanksgiving, and then all of a sudden they you know put up some stinkers. So I'm not sure what team's going to show up. Are they going to come out on fire? If they do, if they can, if they can find a way to slow down the run, I think they win. I'm going to pick them to win only because they're at home. And they, at some point, need to start learning how to win at home. You know, they're 5-10 and 10 since moving to Vegas. That's not going to get it done. Wow. So, yeah, exactly. So, they're doing really well on the road. So, uh, they need to find a way to start winning at home. So, I'm going to give them a little boost and tell them that they're going to win this one. But, I mean, this is a, this is a toss-up, man. There's a reason why both these teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. Denver's got a strong defense, and the Raiders are strongly inconsistent. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Silver and Black because they're home. But it's not a very confident uh, go with the Silver and Black. I'll tell you that. Look. Listen, it's not a very confident going with the blue and orange of the Broncos no, right that's now. That's why I say they're both, either. you just, know, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those matches. But we have some interesting games here. We are split with Broncos Raiders. We are split with Bills Patriots. And I think that's it. Everything else we've Ravens, picked the same. Ravens. I picked the Ravens. That's right. You, no, I, I, I picked the Ravens. Oh, that's I right. The, I picked the Ravens with Huntley only. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's that's right. I so put an asterisk. If Lamar Jackson plays, you switch. Yeah. So you have a t contingency yeah. uh, split there. Yeah. So I, I see what you're doing. But Q, it's always fun to do this Friday show with you, my man. Uh, always a pleasure, man. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, you can always get me on uh, on Twitter, at your boy Q254. Uh, that's Locked On Bets, Locked On Raiders, of course, Locked On NFL uh, radio show. You can always catch me uh, on Twitter as well. You can see what kind of guests I have coming up, at your boy Q254. It's that simple. Put out the show each and every day, super early in the morning. So no matter what time you're on the road or you're traveling somewhere doing what you got to do, you could always find me. What about you, Chris? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques, as you see below. Uh, if you want to follow me, all my work, I write on the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams for DKPittsburghSports.com. I host the Locked On Steelers podcast every day, Monday through Friday, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube, just like you can find this Locked On NFL show and your boy Q's Locked On Raiders show. Thanks so much for checking us out. Hope you everyone has a happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, all the holiday things. We'll be back at you next week right here on the Locked On NFL podcast.